Hey everyone, my name is Micah and welcome to the Business Behind Sports podcast. So I've been studying and working in sports for the past few years and I thought it'd be useful to share my experiences and share some stories from the people I've met along the years in a more casual way for those who want to get involved in sports or want a better insight on sports behind the scenes. So this podcast will feature my personal stories plus some interviews with professionals and friends in the sports industry. So listen in and subscribe to the Business Behind Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. Yeah, that's about it. Hope you enjoy. All right, everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Business Behind Sports podcast. Um, today, I'm joined by three sports management students, Jason, Bora, and Hung. How's it going, guys? Great, great. How are you? Good, you? good. good. So tying into like, I guess our sport management program since like first year, we've talked a lot about leadership, sport leadership, culture, that sort of stuff. So I think that's sort of the topic I wanted to get into today. Um, Maybe going back into first year where we learned about all the leadership styles. uh, I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, introduce the topic. Like what is your leadership style? So I got a few here pulled from this website. So we got like an autocratic leader, which is like, do as I say, um, an authoritative leader, which is like people who follow you, um, a pace setting leader. So someone who sets a bar high and pushes for others to follow democratic leader, uh, coaching leader, laissez-faire leader and a affiliative leader, um, and then there's other ones like transformational uh, servant, I think, as well. So I'll just kind of ask around, um, what is your preferred leadership style, I guess? Um, yeah, so I've never really been uh, in a, like a coaching setting. But if uh, if I was like to be like a coach or like a leader of any sort, I'd probably be like a democratic or like a facilitative leader. Um, I think this like would suit me best because it's uh, I like to have diversity in teams and uh, I also like to have input from my peers as well um, because obviously f- feedback is important when you're in a leadership role so you know what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and I also like to know if I'm doing something wrong or right uh, either in the workplace or if I was to be coaching somebody. Uh, how about Hung? How about you? Oh, okay. Uh, on that note, uh, I, I am working as a coach before. I coach like Unite soccer team. So uh, I've been in leadership-ish position before. And I have to say, democratic is not a way you run a coaching job. Especially, well, depend on the age group. But uh, I say even at the older age, Voting on how the play should play or how we should do training is not something I recommend. But, you know, different uh, style. But for me, uh, I tend to be laissez-faire. Let's just let everyone do their thing until like until it's it not working anymore. And then I switch to like straight up authoritative. Yeah. So, yeah. Very situational. We're like... I'm the same, very laissez-faire. And then if things go wrong, I'll just hop in and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a good point uh, saying like 
it, it depends on the age group as well because you can't have a democratic you can't have say when you're coaching the kids team absolutely right so yeah. um well yeah, yeah or how about you for me um i would say i'm more of a strategic leader that's kind of how how i see myself but I, I put in game plans uh for for the things that need to be done not necessarily just uh of what the job needs to be done but who needs to be doing it how they need to do it um i think about all those little little tangibles a lot so i feel like that makes me a strategic leader but i also have uh aspects of um democratic and transformational within me because i'm i'm definite i always do like to get the opinions of of my group and, and everyone around me however um with with transformational i'm always trying to trying to increase the skills of the people around me or just motivate them or, or anything that can that can help them develop um jason could probably attest we've worked in a lot of groups together and and i can i'm probably you know it's probably not not always fun when i when i can kind of be like you know maybe not controlling but just really opinionative and and just just making sure that I'm, I'm stating exactly how how i should feel and the plans but also how how he can get better or other group members can get better that's kind of how how i always like to work and usually ends up in a in a pretty good product and, and sports wise uh yeah it's it's kind of the same same thing that you you need strategies to win games, especially if you're you're playing at elite levels. I'm I'm working with elite athletes now, elite student athletes, and now that strategic phase is is the most important in their development. So, uh, if you don't have a game plan, things are things are going to be pretty sloppy. Yeah. Uh, so my next question, maybe we'll get into like leadership style in sports specifically. Um, what do you believe is the best leadership style? maybe for let's go with Boris example like elite athletes what do you think is the best leadership style when you're coaching that type of age group or level if anyone wants to hop in so for for me like i i put obviously for the two two uh two or three that i think that i was i i feel those are very strong for for how i would approach it personally um that's that's my opinion for elite athletes, there becomes a point where you need to add in a little bit of um, autocratic uh, leadership where it just needs to be this way and the players uh, players and staff need to follow those rules and those methods. But with that comes uh, coachable leadership as well. Like you need to be able to coach those kids and, and guide them through those steps without being uh, harsh and putting too much pressure on them where they're going to either burn out or, you know, just feel negatively about coming, showing up to, to the sport. Um, I was just going to go off that. Um, cause I did find this article, um, back in, there's a report back in 2017 and it showed that maybe this is like obvious, but, um, it said that a coaching style isn't just in important in terms of the mental approach, but also has physical consequences as well. So there's things like, um, you know, your coaching approach would have an impact on the level of injuries within a team or um, so things like articulating a position vision of the future reduces risks, risks, risk <laughs> of severe injuries. Um staff development to avoid severe injuries, 
supportive leadership, positive impact, um, trust, cooperation, increases attendance rates at training, and then leading by example appears to increase availability. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it might be kind of obvious in terms of the injury stuff, but I think like staff development is a pretty cool one that I found that to like avoid injuries in your players and that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, how about you guys, Jason and Hung? So uh, kind of coming off the uh, opinion, uh, I do tend to believe that just to a certain point, there need to be people to be autocratic and authoritative. And that is generally what I consider best uh, leadership style when it comes to like elite level. Because, uh, at, uh, well, at least I believe that at elite level, uh, they tend to not, like, if someone gonna make it, they're gonna make it anyway. So retaining the youth, it's not like the most important stuff in like elite level. So I think authoritative is the way because like not necessarily we need to retain the youth. If we can assemble a team of like own late 20, early 30s guys and win the league, that, that is, that's fine by me. At least in terms of like elite level stuff. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. Jason, how about you? Um, I kind of had uh, transformational uh, leadership style. Um, to be best in sport, in my opinion, um, just because improvement is like super important in sport. And uh, in, when you improve, obviously, you're more successful. So and everybody really wants to be successful in obviously in sport. So that's why I chose the transformational leadership style. Uh, I feel like there's there's no one leadership style that I mean, you could have someone who's good at whatever they're at and they'll do well at coaching or managing or whatever right um i feel yeah it comes back to very like situational stuff like sometimes you have to be this sometimes you have to be that um yeah, you're gonna say something yeah just it, it i think just just what you said it, it really really specifies to each each age group each situation each team uh, what what sport you're playing and, and how that's going to work I think more and more the bureaucratic and autocratic ways are being pushed out of sport, but that aspect still needs to be, especially at the elite level, still needs to be at least somewhat prominent. Um, yeah, there's, there's maybe a time not, and a place for it. Yeah, maybe not in, idealistically, but it just, you know, in, in structure-wise at, at the very least, I, I kind of agree with the situational, like you have to like adapt to what you're given. Uh, so I, that's also really important, like knowing if something changes throughout the day, you have to be able to know how to deal with that so that you don't have any more problems like in the future or later on in the session, et cetera. Um, I was going to transition that into, maybe I'll skip this next question and we'll go to the, the next one. Um, so I guess this kind of ties into what we're just talking about right now. Um, can each leadership style work in every leadership position? So this would be like, can you have a laissez-faire GM or an autocratic GM and which one is better or which is more effective? Yeah. I just kind of wanted your opinions on, 
on that. Um, maybe we'll start think, with Bora again. Yeah, I think that it would be like it's definitely tough to have all like if you were to say can each one of those specifically run that role. I would say no, uh, depending on that specific uh, position or you know for anyone for that matter. There are going to be companies. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to be the the sheriff of a police station. You're gonna have to run things a little differently than, you know, a teacher or or the the leader of our sportman group, right? Like uh, of our sportman program, Gord English, for instance. How they they're gonna run things very very relaxed and 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 you know just opinionative, making sure that they're they're taking taking everybody's everybody's feelings and how how their their success is going into consideration so i think with with that it just you'd really have to you'd have to it goes turns into situational again absolutely and it just it just it would be tough i think for yeah say someone who's a very hard-nosed hard-nosed guy autocratic bureaucratic to to just go into a athletic role and try and, you know, not, it's not necessarily a coach or maybe a GM because a GM is, is different than, than a coach. Instead of trying to get those players better, you have to look out for those players' interests, what their goals are, where their plans are to be and work around that with each specific player. So yeah, you kind of almost have to, as a, in a, in a role like a GM have to use all of those at different times Right. So it, it's like you said, it, it here nor there. Yeah. Um, just a follow up question for you. Do you think that ties into like the culture of an organization? Yeah. I mean, the culture of that organization for sure is going to be represented by that leader. Right. You're, you're going to notice, for instance, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with a, worked with the company. There's a man named Tim, Tim, Tim Fraggle from the trail trail bchl team they're not he they're not very uh open with their communication he's a very hard-nosed guy but once you kind of crack that book and get into it he'll he'll he's very open and, and very conversive so it's it's about relationship building as well so with that culture if you're able to have someone who can who can you know maybe show all those sides I think it shows maybe the diversity or the the openness of that of the culture of that company. So yeah, it's it's I think it's very important to be able to have someone who's versatile who can show that that depth. Um, yeah, just to go back on Boris, like first point, um, I I like agree with what you're saying. Like it it totally depends on the setting and the leadership and the leadership role that the person has. Like like what kind of like setting are they in like if they're a coach or if they're a gm or or what have you like if they're not going to have the exact same uh leadership style obviously that's not going to it's not going to work with every single job so yeah i I agree with the the point that you made at the start there that uh you can't it has to be situational like you can't have the same same person doing the same thing for every single job it wouldn't work like that uh, I did. I did want to touch on yeah, on go for it. The the third one, the, the one the one that you went over. Just if it would be beneficial. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, can different types of leadership styles coexist on the same team, and is it beneficial? 
yeah, what what are your guys' opinions, Hung and, and Jason, first? So, kind of tie up with Boga uh, about the past question. Uh, yeah, I think everyone needs to be a little bit flexible when it comes to leadership. Uh, I don't think there's like one hard person who like just authoritative or one hard person just democratic. I, I don't think that's good at all. Say a GM can be authoritative, but if the uh, say head coach is like a very lazy fair person, then it will just still translate into like the play style and the thing happen on the field still come off at a little bit laissez fair, not all the way authoritative. Let's just say that. And then the GM, not like the one who called all the shot, maybe like had a finance, had a different opinion, had a marketing, had a different opinion. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think like sport organization kind of melt, like every leadership style kind of melt down into like one part. And then it kind of creates the culture of the organization. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Let's let's go back to this other question. Um, so let's say you're like a coach and you have an assistant coach. Maybe one's more autocratic, one's more laissez-faire. Um, do you think, maybe we'll get Boris' opinion because you wanted to talk about it. Do you think that is like beneficial in terms of like how you train your athletes? Yeah, I think I, it's very important to have multiple different leadership styles on a team. I think that's how also team captains are chosen as well, just based on having different guys that are going to be able to take on the role of, of certain, you know, specific positions where, you know, some guys are going to be vocal. Some guys are going to, going to lead by example on the ice. They won't say much or anything like that. And some guys they're they're just going to be there as a, as a, talking, you know, talking hands somewhat as a shoulder to, to rely on. And I think, I think it is very beneficial because each player responds to those leadership styles differently. So there are going to be, or not even just each player, but members of an organization, however it is, they're all going to respond to those different leaders differently and relate more, connect more in that sense. And that's going to be their path to, higher, you know, higher development, where also it's going to help with, you know, conflict resolution as well, because that's an area where sometimes people don't really relay with the person across from them if they're being stern, or even if they're being too friendly. And it's a, it's a time where they need to be firm and, and serious about the situation. And then they're that leads to incompetence from the employee or just disrespect from the employee and, and lack of urgency in the things that they need. So I think it's really important and beneficial to, to have those, those different leadership styles, because especially in the, like the, the eight stages that we talk about, about the conflict resolution, the self-managed part, that's going to be, I think the most, most impacted part by that because employees and team players and even staff are going to learn how to uh, adapt differently and manage themselves through your different leadership styles. And then through the informal and formal and post-formal stages, all of those leadership styles are going to play different roles and different um, 
I guess, parts in the in the negotiations of, of how things go, right? So it's 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 really, really important to have those different variables that that you can attach to in the company and and maybe split the roles off based on the specific people they're dealing with. Yeah. Um I think we're getting pretty close to time now. So I think I'm gonna just move on to the last question. Um which is I don't know, maybe like the difference between personality, the way you come across maybe and your leadership style. Which do you guys think is more important? Is it your personality? For your leadership, and we'll start with Jason. I'll have to listen to what everybody else says, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll have my own opinion. All right, uh, let's go with Hung. I don't think he started one of the conversations yet. Okay. So, um, do you think personality is more important, or is leadership more important in sports? Like team level, a small level, like uh, how you like it's like captain of a team or like head coach. Just work closely with a small group of people. I think personality will come across much more effective. And if you say like a GM who work with like hundred thousand of employee, not know, not know everyone like personally, I think how your leadership style, how you act publicly, will affect more on how the team or how the organization is running. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> I agree for uh, sure. I think that personality is a is kind of the the heavy part in that, right? It uh, if if you have a leader that you know, it, I don't think it really matters what type of leadership style they have, right? If they have a great personality but are still a autocratic or bureaucratic thing that just has structure and by the books, but they're still a very positive person in general, I think that that still can relay in some success. Um, if you have, you know, all these different, if you have a laissez-faire person and, and they're super relaxed, I think that's, you know, it, it just, it, it ties hand in hand with that, but going into, going into the, the other aspects, you're, that personality affects that leadership regardless of, of what style it is. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, Jason, you want to finish it off? Yeah, so um, what uh, Hung was saying, I I agree with what he's saying. Like it, it it also goes back to the last question that we had. Like it depend, it just depends on the setting, and it depends on what leadership role they're actually in. Like obviously, if you're a GM, like you're you want to be a leader. Like you don't want to, like yeah, your personality matters, but I mean you're overseeing so many different types of people and people that have a lot of different types of jobs you want to lead them to do their job the best you do, like and they don't i see like they don't really probably care about your personality as much unless they're like close to you but i mean like if you're a coach like yeah you want your personality to shine over your leadership in my opinion because you want to see that your athletes know that you're trying to help them and trying to do a good job um of coaching and leading them but they go hand in hand. So it's, I don't know, that's how I feel about that, in my opinion, but. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we are pretty much at that 20 minute mark, probably even longer. So I'll try and cut out as much as I can. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot guys for hopping in, um, talking about sport leadership. Thanks guys for listening. Whoever's listening, probably just our class and maybe a few more. We'll see. Um, 
you could find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, probably all the mainstreaming podcast platforms. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. It's been fun. Awesome, guys. Really appreciate it. Jason Hunk, Micah, guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.